Hey, this is Mike from Tiger Army. And you're listening to the New Wave Music Podcast. Welcome to the New Wave Music Podcast. As always, this is your pal, Steve. Hey, and I'm T-Bone. Steve, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Steve, who would have thought that this podcast would work worldwide? Speaking of our podcast, if you're enjoying the podcast, how about buying us a cup of coffee? You can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash newwavemusic. And, of course, you'll find the link in our show description. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, we also have all of our social media, whether it's um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we're kind of all over the place. Just look up New Wave Music Podcast, and you should find us. Hey, T-Bone, let's get on with the show. Today's first artist we're going to take a look at is the newest album from the Jesus and Mary Chain. You're going to probably remember Jesus and Mary Chain from such hits as Head On. Just like honey. And blues from a gun. So this album is called Damage and Joy, and we're actually going back a few years for this one. Uh, This album came out in 2017. Uh, This was their seventh studio album. They they haven't worked a whole lot as the band Jesus and Mary Chain. It's actually their first since their album Monkey from 1998. And Steve, I found this really interesting while I was researching this, that most of this album is actually a collection of songs that the brothers either used on uh, solo albums or wrote for other artists such as their sister Linda who has her own band Sister Vanilla and then a few of the band uh, these songs were written for Jim's side band Free Hat it's kind of a collection of of uh, I don't know I don't know if I would say outtakes or anything like that but it's definitely not uh, originally all Jesus and Mary Chain uh, material so this one has Jim Reed on vocals and guitars his brother William Reed on guitars and uh, Chris Phillips and Brian Young playing drums on different tracks, and Phil King on additional guitars. And T-Bone, before we get started in this album, I'm kind of curious to see what your take is versus my take, because I think you're the much bigger fan of Jesus and Mary Chain. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. I'm more of the casual fan. I think I knew Head On, and to be honest, I probably listened to the Pixies cover of Head On more than I did (laughs) Jesus and Mary Chain. Well, let's dive in and find out. Yeah, so the album kicks off with the track Amputation. Just like a grape in a bottle Twice a day but pierced tomorrow I don't know A kiss that we roll through 
from the opening of Distortion and Guitars, you can tell it's a Jesus and Mary Chain album. I found this opening track to be fantastic. The great melody, the guitars, the lyrics, the vocals make this a song that's going to be stuck in your in your head long after you've heard it. Yeah, yeah, I, you kind of mentioned that feedback. I really like how this song does start up with that with a buildup of feedback before it gets into that guitar line. Uh, this really, I would say, is a great song to open the album, especially with the swirling guitars in the background. And Jim's voice, both subdued at times and, and with a bit of a growl throughout much of it, uh, really just hits the right tone. From there, we're going to jump to the second track, War on Peace. This track, the tempo slows down from the opening track, and you get that classic kind of stripped-down harmony that you would expect from the band. Uh, I enjoyed the harmonies, the tempo, the melody of the song as well, and so far I'm actually really enjoying this and wondering why I didn't dive into their catalog prior to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. It does slow things down a little bit on this track. Um, you know, I'd probably say that this is about as close to a ballad as you'd ever find from the Reed yeah. Brothers. It's not... I don't think it's really the most interesting song on the album by any means, but the musicianship is excellent. Uh, different layers of guitars from acoustic to electric hold the song together. Then, you know, really surprise in the last minute, the pace of the song really picks up. I thought that was a really nice change. So that leads us up to the third track, one of my favorites, All Things Pass. one has a fantastic drum machine beat and the use of synthesizers under a guitar line. I really like how that uh, this song opens, Steve. It's very unique with the feedback accompanying that drum beat and synths, but I really think it's Williams' guitars that make this track so appealing. And interestingly enough, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but this song was actually originally written for the soundtrack of the TV show Heroes. I did not know that. Uh, with this track, this is where I feel the album really starts to take off. From the rocking percussions, this track works wonderfully. T-Bone, I did have a hard time kind of getting into this album as I'm not the biggest Jesus and Mary Chain fan. And as I was getting through it, uh, this track really strongly reminded me of the band Suede, mm. or as our U.S. listeners, would, I guess, would know them as the London Suede. But this song was a highlight for me. And really, you're going to hear this throughout the review. I think the middle of this album is really what connected to me. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, that, that's definitely one of my uh, favorite tracks on the album. And that leads us up to the fourth track, Always Sad. This is actually the shortest track on the uh, on the album, but it starts off with a great snarl from Jim, which I really enjoyed. Bernadette Dennings does some co-vocals with Jim, and I think really those two work wonderfully together. Beyond those vocals there, there uh, though there wasn't really a whole lot that uh, I felt made this an interesting track. As I was listening to this album for show prep, this is the part of the album that I really kind of had a hard time sticking through and listening through. It's not that they're bad songs, it's just... They really struck me and started reminding me of other bands, and I'll get to that more in a minute, where I okay. kind of paused this, went back to listen to those bands, and then had to jump back into the show prep work. Interesting. But this song here is actually one of the album highlights for me, that backing use of, of the vocalist Bernadette Dennings 
works so well. I like how they made it just a point, not really her being a backup vocal, but more, this works more like a duet. The guitar work on the track also is amazing. This is another album highlight for me. And, and this actually may be one of my favorite Jesus and Mary Chain songs. So you will disagree on that one. I, I didn't find much to the song other than that I really did enjoy Bernadette's uh, co-vocals on it. Um, but that's all right. You know, we'll, we'll just see it a little bit differently on that one. Uh, that does lead us up to the fifth song, Song for a Secret. Now, on this track, they've had a number of different uh, female vocalists who worked with them. On this track, we have Isabel Campbell singing along with Jim. You know, Steve, while Bernadette sounded great on that previous track, I really think it's Isabel's work that even works better with Jim. Uh, as always, William's guitar work is very strong. So, T-Bone, so far, this the last song and this song are really hitting the album highlights for me, are really hitting the mark. And I think what it is is those additionals of those guest vocalists bringing Bernadette on the first track, Isabel on the second track, and she does shine on this track, like you said. And as I hinted on the prior track, how it would remind me of other bands, this one really struck me from a band that was more underrated in the early 90s, late mid-90s, The Catherine Wheel. Oh, right. They had a duet with uh, Tanya Donaldson of Belly, Judy Staring at the Sun, and this one just really kept reminding me of how they were doing that back and forth. It's just the duty. I've really enjoyed it, and I really hope this keeps up. I really am enjoying these these guest vocals, and I really think that's an element that was missing for the Jesus and Mary chain. Let's see if it keeps up. Let's move on to track six, The Two of Us. In addition to the use of the organ at the start of the song that works really well to pull you in, the tempo, guitar work, the melody, the lyrics are also strong. Again, this song features some strong guest vocals from Isabella Campbell again. And you guessed it, it makes for another album highlight for me. You know, I think you're liking this album a little bit more than I did, and we'll get to that as we yeah. get towards the end of our review. Um, musically, this song just didn't appeal to me very much. Um, as the album progresses, I, for me, I think we're finding that the instrumentation is varying less and less. And that's not to say that they're not talented. You know, for example, William is an excellent guitarist, but I feel as though that talent isn't really being fully explored. Fortunately, just as you mentioned, Isabel is backing up Jim on this track also, and I feel that the vocals are actually far more interesting than the instruments. And that'll take us up to track number seven, Los Feliz, Blues and Greens.
once again, they kind of they slow down the pace on this track, uh, this time using the acoustic guitar and a, a fairly steady beat. There's really some interesting guitar fuzz that comes in, making the track more interesting than it would have been otherwise. Sadly, I think this song goes on a little too long for its own good. Uh, this one does have uh, backing vocals by their sister, Linda. Uh, but, you know, they're very subdued, and I, I think it's kind of easy to miss. And T-Bone, I like how this one's a little bit less electric than what we've heard on the album so far. This one, I feel, gives Jim his time to shine, as well as vocalist Linda Fox. And the rest of the band gets to show off their work on this track as well. This is one I think I did like more than you. And T-Bone, this track is one I'm going to have to say is going to be headphone music. There's just some subtle, uh, very very musical notes, cues that you're going to pick up with, with those headphones. Let's jump into track number eight, Mood Rider. After the high I felt of the middle of this album that I really enjoyed, it was bound to happen. But here, T-Bone, I feel this is the first of one of what might be a forgettable track. Yeah, you know, we're going to definitely agree on it with this one. I think the the guys keep the pace muted for another track, and it's not really servicing them too well. The guitar work is decent, but the song is getting mixed in with all the others on this album. A specific lack of individuality of sound is starting to plague this album for me. And that leads us up to track number nine, Presidici at Chappaquiddick. things change a little bit for me this song is far better than the last few in my opinion their song about jfk has some really good lyrics and the guitars in in particular are really strong although the inclusion of lyrics about christopher walken feels like a little bit of a mystery but but for me this is a, a solid track i do like the line in particular a messed up head is better than none and i enjoyed this track how it opened with the percussions kind of building up the tempo it, this one to me kind of had that surf type vibe the melody, the lyrics, the vocals on this track make, some, make for some great ear candy. And you're going to be humming along to this track in no time. And like you said, I, you, you thought the lyrics were a little out of whack about Christopher Walken, but I love the lyrics. Christopher Walken is in a terrible mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just seems like a really odd place to put him in there on a, on a song about JFK. But hey, that's, their, that's the way they do things, I suppose. Well, let's move on to track number 10, Get On Home. The electric guitars once again take front and, front and center along with Jim Reed's vocals on this track. But I gotta admit, T-Bone, this is another track that I found lackluster and forgettable. After what we've heard on most of this album, this is a track that really feels like it should have been maybe a B-side or a bonus track. 
Well, in some ways, I think they are kind of B-sides in some ways, and I think that might be to their disadvantage. Um, yeah, you know, once again, we have outstanding musicianship, but with uh, far too many songs on this album, there's there's really kind of little to distinguish one from the other, as we're, especially as we're getting towards the end here. I will give credit for some unusual and at times biting lyrics, but unfortunately for me, it's just not enough. And moving on to track number 11, Facing Up to the Facts. This was another track to me that was forgettable. Uh, during the show prep for this album, this is one of the other tracks that I really had a hard time making it through. As again, just kind of dull and forgettable. And the quality just was not there. I did not know this album was kind of more just stuff that they recycled more or less from other albums that they just didn't really fully put out. Makes a little sense now. And as my notes say on here, T-Bone, I hope this is not a sign of things to come on the rest of the album because right now it's getting really dull and boring for me. Well, and see, it's so funny because, Steve, I don't think we've ever disagreed on so many tracks on a single album before. We we have disagreed on plenty, but for me, this is actually one of the highlights of this album. Fantastic bass that starts off this song is just the beginning of the track. The guitars come in and they add an additional layer of noise that's been a staple of Jesus and Mary Chain's songs from the past. The Lyrics, oftentimes rather sarcastic, are a huge plus on this song. Uh, this one has helped bring this b- album back on track for me. And Steve, the one line that is just says everything on this song is, I hate my brother and he hates me. That's the way it's supposed to be. And that, you know, we ha- they have a long history, William and Jim, of not getting along with each other. And th- that's probably why they only have seven albums. They, 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 put off recording for the longest time. And so that line itself, I think is one of the reasons why this song itself is one of the best on the album for me, at least. And that leads us up to the 12th track, Samian Split. really bizarre synths and drums open up this song, which, which I think help elevate this track beyond it being rather standard. And the inclusion of some unusual guitar work is a plus. And Steve, I got one word to say for you. Cowbells. There are cowbells in this song. You cannot go wrong with cowbells, but most, I think there's really little question that this is the most experimental of the tracks on this album. The opening of this track is very unique, and whether I like the track or not, it did pull my interest back into maybe finishing through the album. Unfortunately, the trend of kind of bland songs continue. This is another one that just didn't stand out, and I felt the band was just going through the motions, and even the cowbell didn't help. <laughs> well, cowbells help a little bit, but maybe not enough. Well, let's jump to track the next track, Black and Blues. The use of acoustic guitars return on this track, so does the backing vocals of Sky Ferreira. This track was one the album needed to pull you back in and get you back on track. This song is is a highlight buried deep in the album, 
It features a great melody, tempo, fantastic vocals, a very catchy chorus that's going to be stuck in your head for days. I really enjoyed this song. Yeah, I really did enjoy Sky's vocals. They work really well with Jim. Uh, but, you know, as we get closer to the end of the album, we have another song, despite having some great guitar work, that really, for me, just couldn't keep the momentum going. I must say that I did like that use of acoustic guitars that you mentioned. It sort of frames the song, as well as a really nice bass line. I really wanted to like this song more than I actually did. And that leads us to the final song on the album, the 14th track, Can't Stop the Rock. But you can't stop the rock No, you can't stop the rock Church and state Ratiation to the So Steve, I think this kind of sums it up. We're, it's another fairly standard song to finish this album. Even the instrumentation, which has been quite substantial on previous songs, seems to get just a little bit lazy here. We often talk about either closing an album strong or weakly. Unfortunately, I, I think for the most part, this one falls more in that second category. And see, T-Bone, again, we're going to disagree on this one. So T-Bone, I feel the Jesus Mary Chain are going back to what's worked very well for them on this album. Linda Fox accompanying Jim to me works very well and makes this for an enjoyable listening experience to close out the album. So Steve, let's close things off on this one. I, sadly, I think that this is one of those bands that had such amazing early work, such as the album Psycho Candy, Darklands, and for a good part, Automatic, that it's difficult to live up to those. It, it, their hard guitar wall of sound is missing from this collection. Well, T-Bone, as I said from the beginning of this review, I really wasn't the biggest Jesus and Mary Chain fan. Beyond this song, Head On, I really didn't know much of them. I kind of found them boring and bland. However, after listening to the album Damaged and Joy, I really enjoyed how Jesus and Mary Chain seems to improve their sound on at least half their al- on at least half the album. As I mentioned during the review, the, the additional guest vocalists really helped improve this album for me and feel like that was a key that was maybe missing, at least to hold my interest from the Jesus and Mary Chain all these years. If they kept up with an album where they brought in another vocalist to help them out, help balance out the, their sometimes boring and bland vocals, it might make it more of an interesting listen. This album I'd recommend maybe picking up a handful of tracks, but overall I would kind of skip it as it's very forgettable. Yeah, you know, for hardcore Jesus and Mary Chain fans, I think this album is a pass. Uh, that specific sound that the band honed to perfection early on is missing here. Despite some fine musicianship, this album lacks that spark that makes their their sound unique. Needless to say, uh, this is not one that I can recommend. I'd probably say go back to those earlier albums. Well, as always, T-Bone, we're in between music reviews, so that must mean it's time for some music news. Right, yeah, so let's start off with The Church. We've talked about how their new album, The Hypnagogue, is coming out on February 24th. They do have a new single called No Other You. Then love comes And needless to say, uh, we will be reviewing that album in the next couple of episodes. And T-Bone, a few days ago, Depeche Mode just dropped their new song, Ghosts Again. Again. 
that's going to be on their upcoming album on March 14th, Memento Mori. And this track, I really was pleased to hear. It sounds like they're going back to their violator type sound. The last couple Depeche Mode albums haven't been that great. This one gives me great hope. And I don't know if you knew this or not, T-Bone, but this was actually one of four tracks that was co-written by Richard Butler of the Psychedelic First. Is that right? I, I had no idea. Well, yeah, the, the song is just fantastic. I, I'm really excited about this album. As long as it's kind of going in that same direction as this song, really excited. And I really like the video for it as well, and we'll put a link in our show description. The video is pretty much mirroring some images from The Seventh Seal. Yeah. And then next up is uh, Sisters of Mercy. You know, Steve, we had talked not long ago about how them just doing a, a, a single date or, or two in the U.S. All of a sudden, that's turned into a full-fledged tour, although, of course, they're not coming in our area. But we have them starting off in Maryland on May 10th, and then they will finish up in Denver on June 9th. And T-Bone, we had another new song, or this one came out under the word demo on it. But the Pet Shop Boys released a new a new single called Living in the Past. Like him I went, I won't be eclipsed. I want men to die with my name on their lips. The past is an even past. That's how long it lasts. It's a great, beautiful uh, masterpiece of a song. I feel a very strong, powerful song, Protest Towards Russia. If you haven't seen the video, I highly recommend you check it out. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what their new stuff's going to sound like on their upcoming album. Yeah, no, I look forward to that also. And then uh, to round things off on this news, we have Gary Newman on tour again. Uh, So he will be in Reno starting April 20th, and then he's going to end it at the Cruel World Festival in Pasadena on May 20th. And uh, there are some dates where it's basically just Gary Newman, and then there'll be a number of other dates where it's him along with ministry. Yeah, and unfortunately, if it was ministry from the synth synth pop days, I'd be all in. Yeah. But now just I've seen Gary enough that I'll pass on this round of tours. Yeah, I gotta agree. You know, I, I really enjoy watching Gary Newman live. Sadly, his last number of shows have kind of all been the same setup and and theme. It is getting a little tiresome. I hope that he does change his sound a little bit or or put some some something different into his style that will make it worth seeing seeing him again. Well, Steve, let's jump on into our second review. And this one is going to be from a man called James Newell Osterberg Jr. Who? Yeah, you know, I think we'll actually call him for this Iggy Pop. Uh, James is his, uh, you know, birth name, but uh, he goes by the name Iggy Pop on stage. You'll, of course, remember Iggy from such hits as Candy. Real Wild Child. And his mega hit, I guess you could call it, Lust for Life.
this album is called Every Loser, and it came out uh, just recently, 2023, first part of this year. You know, Steve, including live recordings, this is Iggy's 29th album, so he's had a lot. So let's talk about the lineup on this one, Steve. It, it is impressive. So we obviously have Iggy Pop on vocals. And then playing the bass, we have a couple of gentlemen, Eric Avery and Chris Cheney. And then we get into the interesting part. So let's go start off with Travis Barker of Blink-182 on drums. We also have Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Pepper on drums. And for his last recording before he passed away, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters on drums. Then we also have Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam on guitars. Dave Navarro on guitars. Josh Klingenhofer of Red Hot Chili Peppers on bass, keyboards, piano, and synths. Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses on bass. And then uh, Andrew Watt, who who produced the album, he also does bass, guitars, keyboards, and piano. Steve, I get a feeling people like to work with Iggy. Who wouldn't want to work with Iggy? (laughs) So true. Well, T-Bone, let's jump into this album and see how this latest from Iggy stands up. We're going to kick things off with the opening track, Frenzy. And right from the opening track, Iggy reminds us why he's the godfather of punk. The title of this track sums it up perfectly. It's a frenzy of vocals, guitars, drums. This is one I did enjoy. The last uh, little bit of the lyrics did make me bust out laughing. Okay, well, you know, I think we're going to mostly agree on this track, though. You know, the pounding drums and bass open this album, and Iggy is off and rolling. You are you are absolutely correct that the title could not be more appropriate. The thing I like most about this song is that relentless pace. It moves fast, and it rocks hard. It's the perfect way to open an album that's as much rock as it is punk. And as we go through the songs, uh, I think we're also going to find that the there's a lot of uh, lyrics and and feelings that are very personal for Iggy. Let's move on to the second track, Strung Out Johnny. It's wiser to say no. God made me a junkie, but Satan told me so. You're strung out Johnny. I love the bass line that opens and just drives you throughout this track. You also get a little bit of synth work at the beginning, which surprised me. I also enjoyed the voices that Iggy does during the beginning, during the spoken dialogue portion of the song. Definitely not only an album highlight, but actually might be one of Iggy's better songs, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I I think that there, it's unquestionable that this song is about Iggy's rougher days. The instrumentation is absolutely top-notch, especially during the chorus when things get really wild. And as I mentioned, uh, this is about as personal a song about Iggy as one can get. And my favorite line from the song is, Love becomes compulsion. It's wiser to say no. God made me a junkie, but Satan told me so. And that's going to lead us up to the third track, one of my favorites, New Atlantis. New This 
one opens with a fascinating piano. Opens this song, playing along with the spoken words again as, as Iggy talks about Miami. Once he begins the chorus, I particularly like the matching background vocals, and the guitar solo in the middle of the song is simply perfect. This is both a love and hate song for that particular city, and Steve, I will say it once again, cowbells. <laughs> T-Bone, it's scary how close our notes can be without comparing them. I love how this album opens up with Iggy's spoken dialogue to that great piano melody. To me, this is a good example of how solid Iggy's vocals are. It features some great guitar work that you mentioned. There's that great solo about halfway into the track. And yes, T-Bone, how can you go wrong with a track that features more cowbell? More cowbells. And that leads us up to the fourth track, Modern Day Ripoff. When I'm done, I'm still looking for fun. My nose in the grind. I'm so sorry I signed. This fortunate creature is my S&M teacher. It's a modern day throws things into high gear again. The guitar work is on fire and Iggy rattles off the song lines in machine gun rounds. Once again, the punching drums and blistering guitars are real highlight. In addition, there's a persistent piano line that comes in regularly and I found that to be an inspired touch. But Iggy's vocals really take this song to another level and I love the line, I don't know how to die, I don't know how to cry. Yeah, Tim, you're right. The tempo does pick up from the last two tracks. This is going back to Iggy's more punk form. And I got to say, the first couple times I listened to this album, it didn't do much for me. But then it's one of those tracks that kind of starts getting stuck in your mind. And I actually kind of really started to appreciate it the more I heard it. It's not just a great punk song to me. It looks like it actually has some layers and some depth to Iggy that I was not expecting. Jumping to the next track, Morning Show. tempo slows back down with this track the guitar and tempo match iggy's vocals perfectly this is one that iggy gets to hit that slower melody that makes this for an album highlight for me yeah no i agree with you completely this is probably my favorite song on the whole album it is so good but yeah iggy does mellow things out a little bit for this track and piano and guitar start the song it's when the bass comes in for the chorus this song goes from good to great finally drums are included and the instruments are layered to perfection but steve it's iggy's vocals that really shine on this track he uses that deep baritone so wisely to create a specific effect and it just could not be better t-bone i agree with you a thousand percent on that song (laughs) so that leads us up to the sixth track the news for andy This one's only a minute long, but it's kind of a fun song that uses spoken word by Iggy as though he's promoting a couple of commercials. Uh, It's really kind of an odd addition in the middle of the album, but I found it to be an enjoyable one nevertheless. T-Bone, I love this little interlude. (laughs) Um, I don't think anyone other than Iggy could have pulled this off. Yes, it's only about a minute long, but Iggy's dialogue is on point. Yeah. And it makes for a quick, enjoyable uh, interlude. Yeah, kind of an intermission for the album. And then we're going to jump into the next track, Neopunk. Neopunk. 
me, T-Bone, this, this is a classic Iggy Pop punk song. I love the lyrics, the tempos, the guitars, how Iggy's voice can deliver on this song. Iggy makes this song another highlight for me. Yeah, you know, the return of the godfather of punk, no doubt about yeah. it. Slam dancing drums are the core of this punk song. The guitars join in and everything pretty much just goes insane. Iggy Pop matches their tempo and energy, but no doubt the best part of this song, Steve, is in the last moments when Iggy laughs at the end of the recording. <laughs> All right. Woo! It is simply a musical pleasure. That takes us up to the eighth track, all the way down. This ain't no free as a bird. I'm gonna blow up a turd. I can win this all by myself. And I just might go all the way down. The gods in heaven have oil. Steve, I have a question for you. How often do we get to hear the word turd used in a song? <laughs> I think this is the first. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Well, Iggy doesn't give a crap. No no pun intended. He's been around long enough that he can do what he wants. And this song is just another in line of rocking tracks that never lets down. Yeah, and why this track, um, I wouldn't say it's a bad track. It just didn't really work for me. This might be my skippable track on the album. I just found it to be kind of average and skippable. Yeah, okay. That leads us up to the ninth track, Comments. Now, this song is about the fear of fame in the modern age, how comments online seem to be all that matters. The bass line throughout it, this track is just outstanding. This is this is just really what, Steve, what I would call a high-power rock and roll song, and I really like the line, sell my face to Hollywood, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I really, T-Bone, agreeing with you, I really like this song. This out, this To me, this song gets the album back on track. It features some a great use of keyboards, percussions, tempos, bass, and of course, solid vocals from Iggy. And yes, T-Bone, it is another album highlight for me. <laughs> from there, we're going to jump to track number 10, my animus. I am not some flimsy, straight-down straw boy. And again, we get treated to another brief interlude from Iggy. Like the first one, this is about a minute long. And yes, Iggy Pop is still the only artist that can make this track work. Yeah, you know, it's not much, but Iggy growls for a minute or so as <laughs> guitars and bass play through. Very short track, like you mentioned, about a minute long, but it's also quite appealing at the same time. I, I don't know exactly why, but I kind of enjoyed it. From there, we're going to close out the album with the track, The Regency. I saw I love how this track kind of opens with kind of a soul or gospel vibe, which threw me off the first time listening. About a minute into the track, it really kicks off with some great guitars that pick up the pace of the track and lead you into Iggy's vocals and lyrics. 
In my opinion, this is a very solid track to close out the album. I did not expect a track like this on this album, where it's more kind of that cinematic sound to begin with, the open and close. Yeah, you know, just as you're expecting the album to end probably on a guitar note with Iggy singing more in a spoken manner, the song kicks in and, and Iggy lets you know how he feels about the Regency. <laughs> now, Steve, I don't know what the Regency is. I don't know it and I don't care. I just feel like we are in punk heaven with this song. So, T-Bone, overall, this is one of the first Iggy Pop albums that I really dove into. That said, I enjoyed the journey that it took me through. Um, if you're not an Iggy Pop fan, this album probably won't change your mind and won't make you an Iggy Pop fan. But thanks for listening to our review. Hopefully you found it entertaining. <laughs> if you're a fan of Iggy Pop, you definitely should pick up this album. Or you probably already have picked up the album. If you're a lu- lukewarm fan about, of Iggy Pop, I'd still say pick up this album. Every track might not be for you or might you might feel skippable. But overall, I feel you'll you'll enjoy it. And I still would recommend this one to our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Steve, do you know how old Iggy is? He is 75 and clearly Iggy has not given up. Quite the opposite. He's still full of passion, anger, and insight. Steve, who would have thought that Iggy would outlast his very good friend Bowie? Not me, and I would bet not even him. I highly recommend this album. Iggy has made such amazing music over the past 50-plus years. Some of it's been a little bit better than others, but when he's got it right, he's moving in the right direction. He's hard to beat. This album has it all, rock, punk, and feeling. And Steve, I'm going to say that unless something totally unexpected happens this year, I can easily see every loser make it into my top 10 in December. Oh, I can agree with you on that. This album, I'd probably give a very solid 9 out of 10. Yeah. There's maybe one song that's, okay, skippable, I'll give them that. But it makes up for it with the quality on this. And I was yeah. not expecting, like I said, the journey that this would take me. Down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was no, very impressed. You get the depth of Iggy Pop in yeah. this album. And I think I liked it, even the one song that you didn't really yeah. get into. I think I even liked that more than you did. But for me, this was just top notch all the way. Uh, totally unexpected. Iggy, over the years, has tried, had so many different styles. I mean, he had kind of a new wave sounding period. He had his hard rock period. He had his punk period. He's had that many times. This one is right back to that kind of hard rock punk attitude that Iggy honed so perfectly over the past number of decades. For me, you just can't go wrong with it. That's going to do it for this episode of the New Wave Music Podcast. We'd like to thank all our listeners who have been joining us throughout this uh, journey of a podcast as we're learning what we're doing. Looking down the road, our next episode, T-Bone, we're going to be looking at the newest album from The Pretenders. And a band I'm very excited about to finally get on the podcast, The Wonder Stuff. Oh, been a huge fan for uh, since the mid '80s when they first came out uh, for The Wonder Stuff, and yeah, it's really exciting to to see these bands still putting out new material. So, yeah, we will uh, see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this one, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.